Hello and welcome to Inside the Writer's Room, a podcast of the Choices Program at Brown University, where we take a look at some of the debate and discussions behind the writing of Choices curriculum for high schools. We hope that these conversations will help spark ideas for the classroom. My name is Tanya Waldberger, and on today's episode, we will be talking about the presidential election, specifically, how do you teach this in a high school classroom? I'm here with two of the Choices writing team. I'm Lindsay Tershan. And I'm Andy Blackadar. And we're very excited to have our first guest on the show, Professor Joanne Hart of Lesley University and creator of growingvoters.org, a website with free election activities and vetted online resources and guidance on tech tools for the classroom. Joanne, thank you so much for being here. Thanks. It's great to be here. So why is it difficult to teach about this election? You know, teaching about politics is always difficult. It's always going to be controversial, and the stakes are always going to be high. That's so true, Lindsay. Politics are hard to teach about for several reasons, I think. I think about Choices content, and all of our content is about controversial issues, but maybe this is the most controversial topic you could choose to teach about in your classroom. Um, I think that this uh, election is emotionally charged for teachers. I know it's emotionally charged for me, and of course, it's emotionally charged for students as well. So that's a challenge to bring that into the classroom. There are other reasons as well. One of them is that teachers may have different views from other members of their community, including members of their classroom, their students, administration at the school, parents. And to teach about this invites scrutiny. And scrutiny can be difficult at times. And then, of course, you know, in such a highly charged election, there are concerns about classroom management. How do you manage a divided classroom where people literally uh, replicating the dynamics of the current presidential debate. Yeah. And, you know, it also makes listening with respect and respectful, productive dialogue really challenging, you know, and to be clear, I think that's a challenge for all people when it comes to politics, not just high school students. Yes, but the classroom is a great place for learning how to have that respectful dialogue. And I think the teachers can play a key role here. It's hard. We know that. And this election actually isn't making it any easier. Well, there's such new territory with this election. Some of the specific language and the personal vitriol make this election even more charged than past elections. Take, for example, the very first question in the recent presidential debate was from audience member Patrice Brock. The last presidential debate could have been rated as MA, mature audiences, per TV parental guidelines. Knowing that educators assign viewing the presidential debates as students' homework, do you feel you're modeling appropriate and positive behavior for today's youth? More than one teacher has said to me that their students would get punished if they spoke in school the way that candidates are speaking to each other or by repeating campaign rhetoric about issues like immigration. Throughout this election, previous taboos about respect and name-calling and the harsh, sometimes sexual language have been broken. Students are just not seeing in the media and in public discourse many of the skills and the practices that as educators we hope to teach about politics. So from what I'm hearing, it sounds like some people might argue that teaching this election is pretty difficult and uncomfortable. What might you say to someone who argues that it would be better to keep this one out of the classroom? In other words, why is teaching about this election so important? This election is an historic one. 
and the stakes are really high. If you think about the candidates, this is the first woman candidate of a major political party for president. That's groundbreaking. That's historic. Think about the barriers uh, that she's faced as a woman, the inherent sexism. So this is really remarkable, and she is breaking new ground. And I think that it's also fair to say that Donald Trump maybe is breaking more ground than Hillary Clinton is breaking. Um, he's broken many of the taboos and changed the quality of the discourse, and in my belief, not for the better. The idea of the system being rigged, for example, and what seems to be attempts to incite or threaten violence, or the idea of threatening the opposing candidate with an investigation in prison. I think our democratic processes are imperfect, um, but they're well established. But I worry about the damage that a burn the house campaign can do to our country. Yeah, I agree with everything that you're saying, Andy. And I also just want to acknowledge that I get the instinct to not teach about this election. Um, and to be completely truthful, it's pretty scary to me to think about everything that could go wrong in the classroom in a conversation about this. But at the same time, I think that actually makes it more important to bring it into the classroom and it's a disservice not to. I think that classrooms are an important space for students to discuss the election for a couple of reasons. I think with this election in particular, students are very, very aware of the tension, the hatred, and the sexist and racist rhetoric that are flying around out there. I think many are also thinking about policy issues. And I think the bottom line is that students are already talking about these issues in all sorts of spaces, you know, with their families, with their friends, on social media. And I do think that in some ways, those are really great spaces where students can learn a lot. But at the same time, you know, there's no way to guarantee that the information and resources that students are encountering there is high quality and fact-based. So that's why I think the classroom is actually a really good space for students to continue their conversations about this election. Because, you know, it's a place where educators can create an environment where conversations are rooted in fact, not hateful rhetoric. And in the classroom setting, students are already expected to engage with multiple perspectives and think critically. So in other words, being in the classroom gives students permission, I think, in a way to explore new ideas and perhaps those with which they disagree and to learn how to support their own ideas with facts and to practice, you know, other important skills. I love to echo that idea about facts and policy is so, so important. The policy issues in this election are really, really critical, and I'd like to see more attention paid to them. The result of the election will make a huge difference for many, many people. I mean, I think that being the president or who's the president, it really matters. And the policy decisions that they make have a significant impact on millions and millions of people. What's going to happen to the Affordable Care Act? What are we going to do about climate change? What is the status of education and the affordability of colleges? We're also clearly entering a new phase of a relationship with Russia, a country with 4,000 nuclear weapons. What's going to happen there? I have to say that the end of the debate where one of the uh, people there asked a question about energy policy was like a breath of fresh air because the candidates engaged in a discussion about a policy issue that's really, really critical. Well, the campaigns can give students an opportunity for skill development, like critical thinking. If we think in terms of media literacy, for example, in a growingvoters.org activity, you ask your students to hack into the media spin. 
either from a classroom simulated candidate debate or from the real debate footage. Students can cut and paste their own news versions of covering the debate. They select what to include and importantly, what to exclude. So the versions they produce will help them see what's happening behind the actual coverage. By doing media themselves, students get to decode the spin, which is a great way to learn to critically evaluate the news. It seems pretty clear that you all think teaching about this election is important, but I want to try and get at how teachers actually go about doing that. Joanne, you started a project called growingvoters.org to help students and teachers grapple with some of these issues. Tell us a little bit about it. What did you learn and what have you found to be helpful strategies? Well, my original idea was that teachers get back to school and then wham, it's the election and uh, everybody's busy and it's overwhelming. So I wanted to provide a sort of here's everything you need for teachers. Uh, My thinking is that the election can and I'd say should be uh, used in many subjects, like teach the election in math class and English class and science and art. So that's what Growing Voters is about. It provides a whole set of activities and tools uh, for teachers to use in the classroom, and it's a range of grades and topics. And the point is that students will investigate for themselves. It's all student-centered creative activity so that students can find a voice and really articulate their own informed ideas and opinions about the election. If students engage early and often and they do these sorts of student-centered activities, they'll have the habit of participating in politics, and that will make them more likely to vote and less likely to be apathetic. To give some examples from growingvoters.org, in elementary school, uh, the students can make election trading cards, which they can do on the candidates, on the parties, on the different uh, issues, and they can share them in school. They could put them online. In middle school, a class can create their very own why vote pamphlet, answering the question, why should someone vote, how they can vote, and then they can just fold it a piece of paper up uh, and take it out into the public. They could go to a shopping mall or a football game and stand there and say, excuse me, are you going to vote? Can I give you my class uh, pamphlet? And by doing that, they're already in the political process. High school students can use their phones with free apps and they can, with video apps, they can make campaign ads or issue ads so they can create this. And that's overall uh, what I'm interested in, the activities and the tools are trying to draw out students' voices and get them invested. And, of course, that's something that uh, Choices also looks to do. Those sound like great examples, Joanne. I think the focus on student voices and helping students get to a point where they can articulate their own informed views is critical. We at Choices also put together a free online teaching with a news lesson that helps students do this. They start out by identifying their own values and prioritize them. For example, they try to prioritize democracy, security, freedom, equality. Yeah, and um, once students have done that, they research and analyze the candidates' actual platforms in order to understand how their own personally held values align with or depart from those of the candidates. And the idea behind this lesson is that, you know, it could be used by any teacher in any kind of classroom, which I think was really important to us in writing this lesson. We know that teachers have a variety of subjects, not just social studies, with students from all sorts of backgrounds are looking for resources right now. I think all of us understand why bringing this election into the classroom might seem overwhelming, but we hope that resources like Choices Materials and joannesgrowingvoters.org 
might provide an entry point for doing this because we also believe that teaching about this election is incredibly important. With the election just weeks away, I'm sure this has been on the minds of many teachers. I want to thank you all for sharing your insights on this issue. I've been talking with the Choices Writers and Professor Joanne Hart of Growing Voters about teaching this presidential election to high school students. You can find more information about the free Growing Voters project at their website, growingvoters.org. And be sure to check out our Teaching with the News lesson on the election at our website, choices.edu. The Choices program is based at Brown University's School of Professional Studies and the Watson Institute for International and Public Affairs. This was Inside the Writers' Room. Thank you for listening. Thank you.